Also, I actually texted, we all thought you died to the Anubis backwards version, and no one questioned me. I didn't see it till after. <laughs> Everyone was just like, okay, sure. Sabrina. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards podcast. Today we are going to be recapping House of Rendezvous, House of Rescue. I really love saying the word rendezvous. I don't know about you guys, it's just like a fun word. It is a fun rendezvous. word. Rendezvous. <laughs> so before we start with our recap, we just want to say thank you to everyone who came to our live stream last weekend. We had a small but mighty crew in the chat. We had a lot of fun. Um, it's still up on our YouTube channel if you wanted to check it out. It's a little chaotic in the beginning. You can just skip through us dealing with our technical issues but um we had some fun talking about house of anubis and chatting with you guys um huge shout out to megan again for like helping with our tech issues because we are really new to the streaming thing but hopefully in the future it'll be a little more smooth if we do it again (laughs) so yeah thanks again and also we mentioned this before but we officially have merch now so you can get merchandise with our logo on it we would love it if you guys sported some Anubis Backwards t-shirts and whatnot. You can check out our merch on Redbubble and TeePublic. If you go on any of our social media, we have um, links in our bio to it. So definitely check that out. We already ordered our own merch, so we can all match. It'll be fun. I'm so excited. If um, it comes, my stuff already shipped. So did mine. Mine did too. It gets here by Saturday. I'll wear it next week for recording with our special guests. <laughs> Same. Perfect. Are we going to announce it? I think we should just tease it. We don't I have to announce it. I think it's sh- a guest. It is a person. It's not a cast member. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. We're really excited to talk to them, though. I think a lot of you will probably know who they are if you're in the, like, fandom world. Specifically the kids TV fandom world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get started with the episode. So obviously we start the episode with that iconic intro that is still iconic. Okay, we talked about the intro a lot, but it truly does gives me, does give me a hard amount of serotonin. Like, Same. I was starting to take my notes Thursday night, and Thursday was not a good day for me. And I was having a rough time, and then I was like, the theme song came out, and I was like, just vibing. I'm like, I'm feeling great again, guys. It's just so good. Can you imagine if you're, like, out, or, like, you're, like, in the club, and the House of Anubis theme song came on? I would, like, lose it. <laughs> I would go so hard. Okay, so do you want to take back that, like, twerk, the twerk trend? We do that with the, the theme song. <laughs> probably work <laughs> it would and i hate it <laughs> maybe after this uh, i can't work but i'll give it a try i'll do it for the tiktok all right so the episode starts and rufus is dragging patricia out of the warehouse and then meanwhile locking amber and nina inside r.i.p patricia also did rufus loki imply he was going to kill amber and nina he um, did <laughs> kidsha this is completely off topic, but I said them talking about a warehouse makes me think of Costco, mainly because I technically work for Costco, so I think <laughs> about Costco a lot. I do love Costco. I love Costco a lot. So. <laughs> so inside the warehouse, Amber and Nina are trying to figure out how they can escape. The windows are barred. Amber doesn't have any minutes left on her phone, and Nina didn't bring hers, so they're kind of stuck. Um, just this whole moment was just so 2011. Like Amber whips out her flip phone and is like, I don't have enough minutes left. And like, when was the last time you had to worry about your minutes? So that's really funny. But overall, I'm proud of her for bringing her phone because at least that's like a step closer to not bringing the phone. I don't remember how minutes worked, but like, couldn't you just go over them or like, did it vary by plan? I don't know. I don't remember ever having minutes. Actually, I might have on when I had a flip phone. Yeah, I think I had minutes, but like, I never, I never talked on the phone enough to like ever overuse them. <laughs> I think they would just charge you more. Maybe her dad would be, like, mad. There's no way Amber's paying for her phone. 
yeah i don't know but yeah that was just like a really deep 2011 thing and i feel like even by 2011 i was almost like not really using minutes anymore i'm pretty sure i had like not a good iphone but an iphone (laughs) yeah i think that's when i got my first iphone too so i don't know it's just really entertaining to me (laughs) i also wrote nina not even bringing her phone with her when they left the house girl rookie mistake that's very of her that she would even leave the house without her phone. And also the Honestly. fact that she was going to do something that she thought could potentially put her in danger, such as rescue Patricia from a kidnapper. Why would you not bring your phone? Honestly. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> and you should say it. Alright, so back at the house, Fabian realizes that Nina and Amber are gone. He goes to call Nina, but her phone is on her bed, so he hears it ringing. And obviously realizes that's not going to do anything. Um, he then discovers the card from Joy to Patricia on the floor, and that's when he realizes where they went. Fabian's face when he sees that Nina's phone is in her room. I really felt that. (laughs) Brain cells to Fabian. (laughs) Brain cells to Fabian. So downstairs, Jerome and Alfie are saying goodbye to Alfie's parents. Once they leave, Alfie says he feels a prank coming on, probably because he just had to act all like prim and proper for the last couple days. Okay, so we don't know much about Jerome's mom, but like his dad was in jail, so is Alfie wrong when he said that Jerome's parents were worse? Jerome's parents tells Jerome that his parents are worse and I was like yo <laughs> <laughs> but uh Jerome he's probably not wrong it's a bit not nice to come at Jerome for having bad parents <laughs> <laughs> I would say Jerome's parents would probably be worse Alfie's parents seem like his dad seems like kind of controlling and like high expectations but Jerome seems yeah. like major parental issues they dropped for sure off. At boarding school when he was five. Okay, well that was like the entire thing because like I was gonna say about his mom, it just like implied that she ditched him. It was like bye. I do feel bad for him because of that. He doesn't have mommy or daddy issues. He has both. Yeah. Get you a man who can do both. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, but so didn't season two um, imply that like he didn't actually know his dad was in jail and like he found out like during season two? So where do you think his dad was his entire life? Probably just, like, like, left them, maybe. Like, abandoned them. Well, anyway, we then cut upstairs. Mara's in her room, writing an apology letter to Mick. Um, Then we cut back to Fabian, who is riding his bike to the clearing. He then notices the oil trail that leads to the warehouse, and he follows it. Nina and Amber panic when they hear the door to the warehouse open, and they start charging it, just, like, planning to attack Rufus. But then they quickly realize it's Fabian, and they're so relieved that they've been rescued. At the house, Jerome and Alfie decide to play a prank on Mick and switch the clothes in his suitcase with Amber's clothes. Uh, Just as they're doing that, Mara walks in looking for Mick so she can give him the letter and Jerome and Alfie kind of like quickly leave because they don't want to get caught. Mara then notices the clothes in the suitcase and is trying to take them out when Mick walks in. He notices the clothes and is like assuming she's the one that put them there. So he's like, do you really hate me that much? And she says, no, the opposite actually. And hands him the letter before explaining that it was Jerome and Alfie that had been messing with his gear. Um, so first of all, she said the opposite actually, when he said, do you hate me? So she basically just said, I love you. So um, Mikara things just over here dying. I wrote completely irrelevant to Mikara notes here. I said, Mick has designer sports clothes. It's gotta be expensive for Sports clothes. And I said Big for most fashionable former couple awards for both having designer clothes. Also, most rich. They yeah, rich. I feel like Mick's parents were like rich, rich. I mean, they're flying him out to California just for like a sports like training a camp. Sports training. Like, there's no sports training in all of Europe. They need to go to yeah. California. Going to UCLA. So 
They got the monies. The rich, rich. That that um TikTok where they're like all my chaps and chaps that with a fat trust fund. That's just making it. Yep. <laughs> uh, so back at the school, Mrs. Andrews is getting ready to meet Rufus uh, and to save Patricia when Victor barges in and claims that he never approved negotiating with the enemy. Mrs. Andrews is shocked that Mr. Sweet told Victor about their plan, but she still holds her ground and says she needs the elixir to exchange for Patricia. Victor says he won't give her the elixir, and she says that's fine because she already had a fake elixir planned and a fake address for Joy. She walks out, completely ignoring Mr. Sweet's pleas for her to just wait. Um, Mrs. Andrews is a badass. Like, she really kills it this episode. She's like, I'm not going to listen to Victor. Like, my students are more important. I know. I got my priorities straight. I don't need no man to tell me what to do. So go, Mrs. Andrews. Only one I trust. I'm a Mrs. Andrews fan first and a person second, and I actually don't (laughs) think I've realized, like, how, like cool the character she is until this rewatch like this one specifically where we're going so slow yeah and i'm getting to like catch and enjoy these moments yeah she's really good like she is probably one of the teachers that like really genuinely cares about the students and i appreciate it someone's got to care for them yeah someone does (laughs) because a lot of them don't so mr sweet tries to tell victor that they need to go help her but victor explains that she is a necessary sacrifice and that no one person is bigger than the society just like, wow, Victor, <laughs> like you just really, really suck here. You suck more than normal here. I will fight Victor on the spot. So as Mrs. Andrews is leaving, Sabuna confronts her in the hallway, explaining that they know Patricia has been kidnapped by Rufus. Mrs. Andrews is confused about how they got this information, and Amber tells her they know more than she thinks, and that they just want to get Patricia back safely. Fabian says that they want to help, but Mrs. Andrews said they should just go home because it's dangerous. Nina says that they're already in deep with Rufus, but Mrs. Andrews still doesn't want their help. And then she kind of walks off, but Fabian decides that they need to go follow her anyway. The kids are being kind of badass here, saying that they know everything, but they're also exposing themselves so much, more than they already exposed themselves at the play. Yeah. And the adults were like, oh, we can't have children get involved. And they, I think it was Fabian was like, then you better have a time machine. <laughs> so they're all like so sassy this episode. But I guess because they already like exposed themselves with the play, they're probably just like, well... We're in too deep now. Might as well just go all in. So back in Mara's room, Mick comes in with the letter and he apologizes to her for snapping at her earlier. And then Mara apologizes again for the photo incident. And before Mick leaves, uh, she says that she's really happy that they're talking again. This whole scene just made me soft. It was really cute. I'm happy. I'm proud of them for having healthy conversations and admitting their mistakes, even after they were a hot mess for a couple episodes. (laughs) I wrote... There's a lot going on in my notes here. I said, does Mara wear her robe sleep? Because she was literally in bed in her robe. Um, then I said, I'm picturing Mick and Aleotard. <laughs> Hello. And then I said, this is cute. I think if you want to picture Mick and a leotard, wasn't Bobby on that like gymnastics show? Yeah, you I don't think- even have to picture it. You can just well, go look it up. It was like dancing with the stars so fabian amber and nina all manage to catch up to mrs andrews on their bikes they overhear her on the phone talking to rufus who tells her to drive to a clearing a mile up ahead sabuna continues to follow her damn school horses really would have come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> nina horse girl what are you doing yeah girl forever i said amber's feel like we need a convertible <laughs> i was pretty impressed with their bikes though they all had these like headlights on their bikes i was like wow don't look at you guys on their bikes in Whistler too do the bikes in uk have headlights all the time <laughs> is that normal i mean they need headlights on their bikes in Whistler because they're always like let me ride my bike in the woods in the middle that's of the true but okay so is this time for another episode of is this normal for the uk 
Yes. Yeah, you guys probably just like laugh at us every time we do this. Here. <laughs> but, Please tell us. Do you guys have headlights on your bike? Like, does your bike come with headlights if you live in the UK? Let me know. Our bikes do not come with headlights. I think you can buy headlights to put on mm-hmm. your bike. But like, they don't just come with them. I don't have headlights. Like, I wouldn't calculate a bike with headlights. But me either. Okay, do they? Is it just a go <laughs> thing so that they can be riding around in the woods at night? Do people in the UK ride their bikes in the woods at night? Let me know. Like, is this a thing you do? I would not be doing that. I would not either. <laughs> I'm sorry, UK listeners. You guys were probably just like these idiot Americans. <laughs> All right, so. Rufus and Mrs. Andrews meet in the clearing. Rufus is being extra cautious and makes Mrs. Andrews lock her car doors. He also wants the elixir first before he releases Patricia. Um, Meanwhile, Sabuna is like hanging out in the trees, kind of watching the exchange, trying to figure out where Patricia is. They decide to sneak around to the back of Rufus's van to see if that's where Patricia is being kept so they can help her escape. Mrs. Andrews then hands Rufus the elixir. She asks where Patricia is, and Rufus said he'll release her once he confirms that she held up her side of the deal. At this point, Sabuna realizes that Patricia is, in fact, in the back of the van, and they start trying to pry open the trunk just as Rufus turns on the car. Dun, dun, dun. I can't believe this is a kid's show. They're really dealing with kidnapping in a kid's show. Can I just say that the child locks on Rufus's car, though? In case he needs a kidnapper. So is that, like, his, if this wasn't his first rodeo? Yikes. I am Yikes. uncomfy. Honestly, I wish you guys could see when we're like Facebook chatting as we record because sometimes the facial expressions we make are like the funniest <laughs> thing. I just wrote Mrs. Andrews being like, We all thought you died to Rufus. Iconic show stopping. <laughs> also, I actually texted, We all thought you died to the Anubis Backwards version. And no one questioned me. I didn't see it till after. <laughs> Everyone's just like, Okay, sure. <laughs> Okay, Laura, when you were sent that, I was in the middle of my mental breakdown. So yeah, I was like, oh, my <laughs> I was distracted. Yeah. I think I was hanging out with my friend and I was like, we were in like a deep conversation, so I didn't see it till after, but <laughs> we all thought you okay. died. <laughs> so we all who did you who did you think died? Which one of us? Okay. <laughs> right now because she was busy with her friend and <laughs> not in the workout for an hour. And and pop, in pops in later, like, oh, we thought she died. Like what? An hour, she's dead. Mrs. Andrews is also, I saw Mrs. Andrews is the real one. And those are the notes. This is a Mrs. Andrews appreciation podcast today. House of Mrs. Andrews. I was going to say House of Mrs. Andrews. <laughs> we stand. Anyway, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and discuss how much we love Mrs. Andrews. And you guys oh can God. hear from our sponsor. <laughs> All right. So we are back. Time to figure out what happened on that very suspenseful cliffhanger. So Rufus is starting his car and Mrs. Andrews is like in the front of the car, like banging on the hood, begging him to release Patricia. Meanwhile, Sabuna is like frantically trying to pry open the trunk still. And then they finally get it open and Patricia jumps out just as Rufus drives away. That was a very intense moment. Just really glad she's safe. We love a happy ending. Yes, we do. So as the car pulls away, Mrs. Andrews is shocked and relieved to see that Patricia is safe and that, like, all of Sabuna's there. Uh, She says that she was so worried about Patricia, but Patricia pushes her away instantly and is like, yeah, right. Um, And then she demands to know what's going on and where's Joy. Mrs. Andrews says she has no idea what she's getting into, but Patricia says she's already in it. OMG, Patricia, tell them off. And then I wrote Daphne, all caps. Did Patricia call Mrs. Andrews Daphne in this scene? Why did I write that? <laughs> you were pulling a Grayson thinking about Scooby-Doo. Duh. 
I made the note because Patricia, I th- like threat was like threatening to expose the school, and all I could think of is in twenty twenty, Patricia would definitely have made a TikTok account exposing the school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kidnap my friend Joy. Investigations on TikTok. Story time. No, put a finger down if um your friend got kidnapped, and then your teachers told you that she didn't get kidnapped, and then you got kidnapped, but then your teacher rescued you. <laughs> Uh, like for part two. Nothing <laughs> you're down if you got kidnapped by a guy named Rufus. So it's the next morning now and Mick is getting ready to leave for his training camp. Mara comes down first to wish him good luck. And after a minute, the rest of the students come out with him to wish him well too. Um, I was just like, really not much happens in this scene for Mick and Mara. But for some reason, I was just like freaking out watching this. Like if you saw me, it was probably embarrassing because I was just like so in my feels. They just have such good chemistry. And it's like they were they were like looking deeply into each other's eyes the whole time and like smiling at each other. And then like she just like touches his shoulder and like, oh, the whole thing was just like so subtle and so good. She gets what she's talking about them. <laughs> it just yeah. loves them so much. It's so <laughs> hype. And I love it. Like, yeah, you get my sorry. friend enjoying something so hard. <laughs> They're just so cute. Well, um, this is and when Petty happens, and we'll see this with me um, in the two episodes. Yeah. Oh, you are. Is... House of Rainbows is going to be 20 times worse than Oh, House of season. Rainbows? Because you with the Petty and me with the Tavian shit in House of Rainbows. We're just going to be like the most chaotic next week because it's the Petrovi laundry room. So I'll be like this. My other note for this scene was that when Fabian wishes Mick good luck, Mick's like, thanks, or cheers, or something, and then he, like, winks at him, so Mick be in, anyone? Mick be in is the Like, superior. he literally, he doesn't wink at Mara, he winked at Fabian. Mick be in is the superior Fabian ship. I will not apologize, because I I'm right. I wrote, once again, cute to the Mikara. I really don't get why I didn't ship them. I really think it's Brunner's theory about them being problematic in the first episode I ever saw because they are, they do be cute. They are cute. And I wrote Trudy hard eyes emoji because Trudy was being really awkward. It was funny. And Nick and Marla were trying to like flirt. Trudy was like, oh, I'll go get your cap. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, let me, let me just like give you guys some, some space. Have fun. Like be safe. Use protection. <laughs> The universe told me to use protection by giving me that look. <laughs> I made the note, Mara is still in her robe. Mara is. She, she is. It. What? She's vibing in her robe. Everyone was in a robe, though, so I don't know. I mean, I would come downstairs in my robe, but I would not be in bed in my robe. Yeah. Why not, Laura? Because I don't sleep in my robe. I don't own a robe, so... Back at school, Patricia asks if she overdid it the night before, demanding answers from Mrs. Andrews, but Nina says that she was amazing and she did not overdo it. So then Mrs. Andrews walks into the class and announces that the school is going to be holding elections for a school representative to keep the students uh, occupied outside of the classroom. Um, I just thought this thing was so funny because, like, clearly she's like, these idiots are getting too involved with our, like, scary occult stuff and we need to distract them, so let's have an election as if that's actually going to stop them from, like, doing their mystery stuff. Oh, is Jerome say that he wants to be occupied with you, girl? <laughs> yes, he did. Thank He's... God I... <laughs> you can say it. We hate him. I'm yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't hate him, but, like, I hate him. I guess he's implying that he wants to hit on girls potentially his own age. So, like, proud of him. That's true. Proud of, that's true. We can just... We can call him what he is, and that is a fuckboy. Uh, yes, I'm sorry to all the people that were in our live that were getting heated when I said that I'd fight Jerome, but like he is kind of an f boy. 
You can't deny that he's an attractive F boy. I think he has good characterization. I think he has a good storyline. However, I just think of the meme that goes, I found this in the trash. I'm not sure what to do with that. And that's just me with Jerome. Like, I appreciate him, but I think he is utter trash. The thing is, if I knew Jerome in real life, I would either, and we said this on the live, but I would either, A, he would mess with my friends and I would fight him on site. B, because I'm dumb and I am attracted to trash men, would flirt with Jerome. Yikes. I am the same. Like, I would either fight him or date him. There's no <laughs> in between. We're calling ourselves out. <laughs> I would just fight Our him. Our Sagittarius energy. So yeah, it's, it's not a Sagittarius. <laughs> I have half a standard, so. Uh, confirmed Mara is a Sagittarius. <laughs> yep. yep. That would explain a lot. Mara's dramatic as hell and likes trash men, and I feel that. Okay, but remember yesterday when we were debating if Alvin was a himbo because I was watching something today and this girl mm-hmm. called the guy she was about to kiss a himbo and I was like, I didn't realize this was a word that existed in like oh, yeah. 20, oh, 20, like 10 or whatever. 2020. So, no, it was like oh, in 20, it was it. an old show. Oh. Oh. Like, like, I haven't heard it until like recently. Yeah, she called him a himbo. I was like, wait, what? I was so confused. They're just really ahead of the curve. Whatever you're watching. I was watching Canadian children's cartoons, except for they're more geared oh. for teens. So working my way Amazing. through the series. This is, I finished the first one. That's fun. Oh, Patricia mentioning she wants to start a school paper and then we get the school paper in season two and she just did not look like she was here for it. <laughs> she's just like done with Mrs. Andrews. Like, she's just ready to like expose. Yeah, she just is like, I want to expose them all. But then in season two, she's like, eh. I genuinely cannot stop thinking about Patricia on TikTok, TikTok trying to expose the school though. <laughs> I need it. All right, so after class, Mara is gushing to Patricia about Mick, um, but Patricia is clearly preoccupied, not paying attention, and she ends up leaving to go talk to Sabuna. Mara seems a little hurt, and that's when Jerome approaches her and was like, hey, you can hang out with me and Alfie, and she's just like, uh, no, and just walks away. I said, I know it's because of Sabuna, but Patricia not wanting to listen to Mara talk about Mick. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> Mara Did somebody too. say Nick Patricia? Patricia was like, bye, Mara. And I know she's distracted because of Sabuna, but it meant, what if it's because she likes Mick? Hmm. Sh- Laura's right and should say it. <laughs> also, Mara just being like, no thanks, that would be weird about hanging out with Ellie <laughs> You should have- Okay, so I was watching this when I was in the hotel, and I like literally uh, ugly cackled last night when I heard this that part. Like, I like ugly laughed. <laughs> It's a good line. <laughs> that would be weird. It ages so poorly. It ages so poorly, but it's so funny. I think that's why it's funny. Yeah, I think so too. Ages. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So then once Mara walks away, Alfie teases Jerome. Um, I think he actually references Jerome saying he wants to be occupied with new girls because he was like, I think you're occupied with a girl that's here. <laughs> um, so he's like teasing him about Mara and Jerome denies it and he's just like, not the ice queen. Ice queen am I? So I started shipping Jara. This is what a lot yeah. of me was like, yes, I shipped Jara. He called her an ice queen. This is how we know I was really into like enemies to lovers because he called her an icy queen of ice and I was like, yes, I should ship this. <laughs> yeah 
So okay. just Jara things. I need like people to tell me the Jara moments because they like uh, well, I was very much in Makara land. So I mean that was like a Jara like enemies to lovers moment. I see yeah. the of ice. <laughs> All right, so Sabuna's so in the hallway talking when Victor suddenly approaches them and tells them to come with him if they want to know the truth. Amber here says something about, like, being locked up with no food or a drink or a mascara. <laughs> the horror. Okay, and I just want to know, does that imply Joy's been gone for 62, 62 days? Maybe. It seems like... It would check out. It would be a couple months. That's, like, that thing with, like, season one. Is it, like, how long... Because it's the, so they're two weeks into term, but season one ends with the end of term. So, like, how? I, the fact that it, it could be 62 days since the beginning of the show. Do Hold we, on. did they say it's the second week of school? Yeah, um, Nina misses the first two weeks. Yeah, because she comes late. starts during the second Hold week. on, I'm Googling how long is a school term in England. Okay, so it's apparently th- 13 weeks of terms it's three terms of 13 weeks so let's say they start like the last week of august and so that would mean nina gets there the second week of september one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve so that would get them out in like december which would make sense so yeah that would that would track 62 days is like two months so that would be like it's what like november so yeah that would put them in november then do we think that it's November yet? They are wearing, like, coats and stuff. Like, we're seeing... Like, yeah, that's culture. true. Yeah, they're in, like, puffy coats. and. But, like, it seems like there's a long time between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Well, I might... So, my, I still have this theory that season one and season two are set during the same school year, but different terms. Even though mm-hmm. there's some stuff in um, season two that kind of says, no, that's not the case. It just makes sense to me it makes sense because they don't mention having been gone for the summer in season two and in season three yeah. they explicitly mention the summer multiple times yeah, yeah. they're coming back in season two but i was it, you could very much say that they went home for like a holiday break the reason why i don't think it's this is because when they go back to school they're in like fall clothes oh not oh so true you're right i do have to say though the one thing that like really like turns me off my own theory is the fact that like poppy's a new student yeah, and like, why would you start randomly in like the middle of the school the year? School year. That's true. It's just but I just don't like that theory more. It, it's just weird that in season two, if they did just come back from summer, that they don't mention summer. Unless are we saying that season two takes place? Because in that case, then we could say season one took place for the whole school year, like that it took place from yeah, but that just seems- till like the end of the school year. See, but that seems like a really long time. It does. Like, it seems more likely that that season one took place during, like, one term. But then if season two was a complete new school year, it seems like it's been less time between that than, like, a complete new school year. And then season three, it seems like it was season two. Season two is at the end of the school year, and then they went home for the summer. Well, even then, season two, the way, like, they set up this, the end of season two and the beginning of season three is that they definitely do make it sound like months had passed since season two ended where season one so it literally is like because in theory if it was meant to we'll be the next school year then joy wouldn't be so shocked when she comes back to the school because she's like oh because mick and mick and mara are like oh we're dating now like and she's like oh interesting you know what i i wonder okay so you said there was three terms in the uk i wonder if season one's like the second term 
and season two is like the third term of the year because and that's why it's like seems a little warmer because it'd be like spring yeah and then there's summer break and then season three starts because the only thing that is officially canon is that season three takes place after summer break that would make sense though i mean it still seems it seems weird for nina to start in the middle of like the second term but if i were to go like that's why the main reason i don't think season two is a new school year or a new different term is because poppy's a new student but it also could be like we don't know what we know like jerome was basically ditched at the school but we don't know what brought poppy to the school Mm -hmm. like yeah because poppy must have been because she could have been at a different school and then she asked to go to this school or something. Like, we don't... Yeah, she did. And like, I was oh, also kind of under the impression that she was probably at the school, but in the lower school. And then, like, okay, because then, yeah, she would be starting the, like, I mean, upper school. But then, we, like, why would she start in the middle of the year? Do we want my angsty headcanon? Yes. It involves, okay, so I personally think, well, like, obviously Jerome's parents are divorced. But I kind of think that Jerome's mom is remarried. And that's where, like, I think his like his family has money but it's not like his it's his stepdad's and i personally think that jerome's stepdad hated him which is why he ended up at the boarding school at such a young age but i think because poppy's younger she was impressionable enough where like step parent didn't mind keeping stepdad didn't mind keeping her around i could Uh, see that and then as she got older she took interest in her biological dad and that was fairy time with emily I enjoyed that. That was good headcanon. I've been thinking about that one a lot. I don't know why. Because, like, that's not... Jerome is not a character I theorize about. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, my one strong Jerome headcanon is that, like, he... His mom remarried. His stepdad didn't like him. He got sent off to boarding school. And that's also what explained, like, why he's, like, so, like, in a way money-obsessed. Because, like... Yeah. He's, like, trying to, like, prove something. And I don't mean, like, yeah. to himself. But to his stepdad... To everyone around him. Yikes. We're get I love this. I welcome to the tangent of the week, guys. <laughs> yep, that was it. <laughs> um so anyway, Victor leads the kids back to the house and he sends Trudy away. So he brings them to his office and he locks the door behind them, and Patricia like immediately starts having a panic attack, and Victor just like ignores her and pulls out his computer, and then Joy pops up on screen and Patricia like immediately calms down and everyone's like, Oh my god, Joy. I just want to say, like, I hope these kids eventually got therapy. Like Poor Patricia, like, literally was just kidnapped and now is, like, obviously dealing with the trauma of that. Can't handle being locked in a room. Like, oh, I just feel bad. I just feel bad for them. I think I'll discuss it more next week in Laura's episode. But, like, Elfie and Patricia, like, compared to a lot of the other characters, really do show so many signs of anxiety. And I'm like, I want to protect them. And I will. Please, somebody remind me to bring this up next week. And I'm very sorry to our special guest because I've been sitting on this rant since like episode two like our special guest is really coming in an episode that we're gonna be all on some shit oh i had a lot of notes i said trudy is iconic and then victor said i don't want to fire you again and i said i'm about to fight victor on the spot for the second time this episode and then poor patricia honestly my girl deserves so much better she does honestly amber saying she's too young and too pretty to die same Just joy, all caps, because I was happy to see her. <laughs> I love her. I'm so glad she. Um... Too. Oh, can we just discuss Victor when he like was trying to get like on his laptop? It was like the funniest thing. <laughs> like, where did he get that laptop from? Because I swear, like, in later seasons, or he like, or maybe I'm just imagining that man having like a genuine desktop computer, like old school. 
Oh yeah, maybe he like borrowed it from someone or something. Like he just like broke society. into like someone, one of the students. Well, he could. He does have access to an entire school. I'm sure they've got like yeah. Jason, the youngest member of the society, had to teach him how to video chat. <laughs> so we're gonna download a tool called Skype. <laughs> oh All right, this is 2011. Do you think they use like Uvu? Oh my god, Uvu! <laughs> <laughs> is Uvu the one where you could like go and say like talk to strangers? That's Omegle. Uvu, oh, Uvu was a big deal because you could get more than two people on the call, which is hilarious now. But back in the day, that was a big deal. Okay, but why would we be on Omegle talking to strangers? That seems. I always sus. had a fun time with that too as a child. I, like I don't know, or like a teenager. So looking back, that was probably not good. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd go on there. This is more like 2012 BS. But we used to go on there and type in like what lies beneath the house of Anubis and see who like responded. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> Or they'd be like, oh my god, I love that show, but most of the time they were like, uh. <laughs> I do remember Just 2012 that. things. We love the flashbacks. Oh my god. We, we need also a segment song for us just like talking about like 2011. All of our listeners, what are your thoughts? Like you guys were like children then, right? Most of you. So what are your thoughts on us having been teenagers in like the early 2010s? We were on like so much weird stuff. I'm just sitting here like I was a legal adult at one point. Yeah, season three, I was 18, so. Okay. But... Season three, I was like 17, 16. I was like 16. Back at school, Mara is in the lounge. She's reading a card that her parents sent her, wishing her luck in the play. So it just came late, I guess. Um, Jerome comments that at least she got a card, and Mara realizes that she's never met his parents, which he says is because they never visit. So Mara's like, oh, but do you see them on holidays? And Jerome kind of like avoids the question and says he has to go. Um, also, important note, this entire time, Alfie is in the background practicing his b-boy moves and being like, Jerome, Jerome, you're supposed to help me. Like, I'm doing my b-boy moves. And it was just, like, so random. Um, like, the whole time it was killing me. But then he starts doing the worm. And he calls it the caterpillar. And this is another thing where I'm like, is this a UK thing or the Alfie thing? Because, like, the dance moves the worm, right? Like, it's not, it's not the caterpillar. Yeah. Like, when you get on know. your stomach and, like... It's hard to explain on the podcast. You guys can't see me, but like you like flop around yeah. <laughs> like a wave. Oh, it's the worm. I just said I'm dying at Alfie. He's trying to have like a deep conversation and Alfie just in the background like dancing. Like, yeah, Jerome, why are you happy with my dance? Like Jerome is having like a mental crisis about his daddy <laughs> issues right now. <laughs> Alfie. Doing the fucking work. Okay, this is why I am convinced that Alfie would be TikTok famous in the year 2020. Oh my he'd god, thrive. Alfie would be doing. He'd be. Would he'd be, be getting that creator fund bag. Like he'd be. And, and I made the note, Jerome. Your father cannot visit, even if he wanted to. <laughs> oh. That's probably why he walks away. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just Emily roast Jerome. Yeah. All right. So in Victor's office, uh, Sabuna is like video chatting with Joy. When they ask where she is, she isn't allowed to say. Um, she does explain, though, that her and her family have to hide because someone is after them. And because of that, she won't be able to come back to school. But she assures them that Victor and the teachers are protecting her so they can trust them. Uh, Mr. Mercer then comes on to explain that he actually works for the government and that Rufus is after some top secret information that he has. And that's why they're like hiding from him. Um, there's just, like, a lot to unpack in this scene. Like, once again, children's show. Just children's show. <laughs> that's it. Okay. That's the note. That's it. That's the note. I have, like, a lot of notes for this scene, so I'm just gonna read them out. First note. 
Nick and I split up and he's totally devastated but pretending not to be. Shruti said this once in like 2012, but Amber, that is you. <laughs> Yay. Sad. Big sad um, for Amber here. Right. But um, Nick is simply vibing. So, yeah. Joy's face when Amber's saying this too. I wrote, boy. <laughs> Joy's like, now's my chance. Why is Amber encouraging Nina to be like this? Okay, so Amber introduces Nina as the new girl. She's American. And then Nina says, hi, I'm Nina from America. We really didn't know. We just needed another reminder. I, I'm blaming Amber for that one. And then Joy calls Nina, like, the new me. And I was like, oof. I said what? But, like, kind of sad. But Joy, the, the, we're not going to get into the, the Joy fields right now. And then I said, baby, what's happy to see her wow, JB, and except he hasn't, like, cared until now. Oh, and that's when she was so cute. She's like, Fabes. Like, she's so excited. Oh. And then I wrote, no joy, a bunch of sad faces. And I wrote, Victor is right there. I guess they were saying something. I thought they should have said something Victor. But I said, oh, LOL, the teacher's protecting them confirmed. And then I said, I'm big sad for joy and Patricia. And I responded with, this is gay as heck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad 2020 me appreciates this dynamic a lot more than <laughs> I've ever had. I'm not sure I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, me either. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> so, Joy's dad saying he's in national security. This is just a giant cover up for their society idea. Yeah. Maybe if the society had a high-ranking governor official, they wouldn't have to go through all this trouble. Honestly. <laughs> so Sabuna leaves the office, and Nina's kind of, like, questioning if Victor's telling the truth the whole time. But Patricia and Fabian are like, no, like, we trust Joy. Like, we gotta trust the adults, I guess. But then once they're gone, Mr. Mercer comes back on the screen and asks Victor if he thinks they bought it. And Victor says that the students can't be in contact with Joy anymore, so they don't distract the Chosen One from fulfilling her destiny. Um, Amber says that Victor has such evil hair, so she can't believe that he would be a <laughs> That's the solid proof right there. It's all in the hair. I love her. And also, I just said, yikes. That I said, Joy's dad ritual is supposed to kill her? Probably not. Or maybe he doesn't care. I was thinking about this, like, how long was this society a thing? Like, what if Joy's dad was in this society before Joy was even born and, and like, perfectly planned the birth to, like, be on the seventh hour of the seventh day? I didn't her mom right now on a certain day, but that doesn't guarantee she's going to be born. He tried it, though. He tried it. He got lucky. But he didn't. He messed it up because he did the wrong seventh hour. So I don't know. <laughs> just, just weird, weird things I was thinking about. He was like, he was like, they did like a kids can't you get like a C-section? I think time. so. Like they were like, you burn at this exact time or this exact day. Mister Morse like, no, she's got to stay in there for another like ten minutes. It's like it's too soon. It's too, it's not the seventh hour. She needs to be born at the seventh. Poor mom. It's like, oh my god. In labor. Like, this is why hell. Joy's mom was not around. She was like, your dad is weird as hell. I'm done with this BS. Alright, anyway, um, on that note, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, comment down below and let us know if you think they're evil or not. We have no idea. So, brain cell of the week, I was thinking Fabian, because he's like the one that encouraged them to go after Patricia, even when Mrs. Andrews was like, no, don't do that. And like, I think Patricia probably would have continue to be kidnapped if not for him so go fabian 
And then for ship of the week, um, I was like, Mikara talks twice, me, ship of the week. Um, but also McBean for that wink, because McBean. I wrote Joy Trisha and JBN for the reunion. True. <laughs> we got both Jara and Mikara content. True. Yeah, see, like, I didn't even like register the Jara content, so Jara should be on there too. This really do be House of Ships. It's funny though, because we really had like a romantic-ish dry spell for like ship of the week content. We did. We really so did. We so picking back up. It's like making up for lost time. I, I feel like this show is like that though. It would be like no ship content or like every ship possible content. I feel like season there's season no in between. Really, real wild. I feel like season three is, season three is gonna get really wild because it's kind of like the same way. There's like nothing, and then there's yeah. everything. Yeah. We'll be like every ship ever. Uh, these characters looked at each other. <laughs> Me on the first episode of season three, like so. It's the petty episode. Emily, why they broke up? Because I said so, that's why. Because they said they broke up, but they're cool as a cucumber. Wow, right? No, episode one, we're going to give to Nettie for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, season three, episode one, I'm going to be like, Nettie, summer romance. This is like, my time. Confirmed. <laughs> and, and Emily's going to be uh, like, I do gonna not see. You're going to hear me fighting this the entire time. Emily's going to be like, bye. <laughs> they're going to go say that and I'm immediately going to log out of the chat. Emily has exited. I feel like I roast you guys all the time for bringing this up, and then it's really I don't care. I feel like me getting low-key offended is just now a running joke. When I really am not, I'm like, okay. Alright, so, for our fun game today, a couple weeks ago we had some Instagram questions from you guys, and we had more come in while we were recording, so we didn't get to answer them, so we thought we would answer them right now. Okay, so, what ship that didn't happen on the show would you have liked to seen played out? she's gonna say nutty and i'm gonna yeet myself out of this chat no i don't i'm gonna say nutty i know i know i don't think i would want nutty um maybe like jammer i feel like that would have been been really fun or joyfee that would have also i would have really enjoyed that even though i'm a pipey stan join out my favorite and i think that they have good chemistry i would really like that or jammer like, I don't register, because when I think, like, non-canon ship, I always think, like, crack ship that, like, genuinely was, like, a complete crack ship, whereas I actually genuinely thought they were setting Joyfy up and then bailed on it at the last second. I so I will second the Joyfy. Yeah, I'm just thinking ships that never made canon that I would have liked, so maybe A, Kavian, B, Joyfy, C, Jammer. Jammer would have been really good. Yeah, that would be on my list, too. Or Moy, too. Moy. I was actually gonna say Moy, like- but then... For some reason, even though I talked about Joyfy literally yesterday, I was like, hmm, Joyfy, ship I forgot. I thought Joyfy was going to happen in season three, and I, it didn't. And I mean, like... I wonder if that I really was like because, Joyfy, as Brand said, they were it. kind of, like, changing the arcs as they went. I wonder yeah, if they, they were, were setting something up there and then changed it. But then they were like, no, we're going to do this Joy and Jerome plot, so let's bring Willow in as, like, a... That would also make Alfie. sense as to why Wealthy felt so rushed, though. Yeah, like, because it seems like after Amorless, but towards the beginning of season three, there were, like, a lot of hints that Joyfee could potentially happen. In early season three, there are a lot of genuine, like, scenes that it looks like they could potentially happen. Especially that episode where Joy, like, right after Amberlees, where Joy is wearing all of Amber's clothes and then Joy got that makeover. Jerome's, like, flat roasting her and being an asshole to her. Alfie's, like, being really nice to her. And, like, they have, like, a whole cute scene. And then they just like, a bunch of little moments too. You and remember stuff. the she comes down in a face mask. It's the fire drill 
me and he like yeah. wipes it off of her face. I think yeah. about that one a lot. That one was red free <laughs> in my mind. My face mask because like any face mask that I've ever had on my face, you should not be eating. There's also a scene, and I don't know if this was more joyfy or if this was just like Alex and Clarissa being silly but it's like a jara scene in the foreground and they like kiss or something and you see oh, alfie and joy in the background being like oh gross like oh they're like just like, joking with each other it's so funny they're making the background yeah but despite the fact that i'm a 5v10 despite the fact that i really like joy and jerome i'm surprised you did not I say you could have said hyphy for the answer to the question laura they're like oh, kind of canon well, I- though happened so i don't know if we count it as a canon ship i would have liked to see them continue like if we're counting that like we have like see i consider pipey to be canon just very brief because they canonically like flirt with each other and like kiss each other on the head a bunch of times or whatever but like i would have liked to see pipey play out in like a situation where either piper stayed or like piper like made a reappearance or something and then we like see patricia's reaction to it because i would have one really enjoyed Pipey, but two would have really enjoyed like the way Patricia would have responded to like Alfie generally trying to date her twin and like how she would have reacted. That really to funny. That because she would seem necessarily happy about it, but like that was when her and Piper were getting in that fight. So then after they kind of made up and like reconciled like their differences and their issues with their parents and everything, I wonder what a Patricia's reaction to this situation <laughs> would have been. Would have been entertaining for sure. It would have been very entertaining. So yes, if we're counting that, even though I consider it to kind of be a non-canon ship, but like only a very brief one. So we're gonna see. Like I would have liked to see it played out to like fruition. That would be my number one, and I would love to see Patricia reaction to it. I also would love to see Pipey Petty double dates. I feel like all those dynamics. I think I kind of mentioned this on the live yesterday, but I like and we were talking about Eddie and Alfie's friendship. So I would love to get to see Eddie and Alfie's friendship like. On a double date, just like reacting to Patricia and Piper being Patricia and Piper, I feel like it would have been really entertaining. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like it just would have been so chaotic because, like, I just am imagining Piper like trying to get her to come on a double date with her and Alfie because she's like nervous. It's their first date, and she's like, "I will kill you." And she's like, "But please!" And, and she's yeah, like, no. like, "Why are you trying to date Alfie?" <laughs> it would be even funnier though if it's like post petty breakup, and Piper's like, I, "I really, I really need you to come on a double date with me." And she's like, "Well, shit, who else am I gonna ask?" And she's like, "It's, it's nothing, but like, you, you just have to like, basically spy." What if? Okay, this is funny. Okay, so what if Piper like doesn't know Patricia and Eddie broke up somehow, despite the fact? Because did it happen yes. in America? So what if Pi- like Patricia doesn't tell Piper about it because she's just being like she doesn't tell anybody yeah. about it. So what if Patricia doesn't tell Piper about it? So then like over the summer maybe say because Amber and Alfie were still together at this point, but say maybe Amber and Alfie break up during the summer in this universe, and Alfie and Piper start like somehow getting in contact with each other again via online. I guess somehow I don't know. And then she's like, Piper doesn't know, and Alfie doesn't know, because again, Patricia didn't tell anyone that Eddie and Patricia broke up. So they set up this whole date. Yes. And like, they set up a whole date for them. I don't know, like, how they end up just, like, telling them. Like, maybe they set up with, like, Eddie or they Someone write the Patricia, but, like, didn't make, like, a double date. I'm here for it. I don't know. <laughs> like, they just, like, and, uh, Patricia, like Piper and Alfie are just like we're gonna like go on this double date with Patricia and Eddie. Neither one of them know they break up. So then they like go on the date and like awkwardness. 
Okay. Things we missed out on. Wait, hold on. I thought, oh god, I had a thought. I had a great thought. Okay, well, you said something about how, like, Patricia probably did to, like, wouldn't have told Piper, but, like, I'm just thinking she might not have actually told Piper because realistically, Piper and Joy are also friends, and Joy genuinely didn't know. And am I supposed to believe that Piper would not have told Joy? Am I supposed to believe? That, like, oh, yeah. Piper I bet she like Because I feel like Patricia doesn't like to talk about that kind of stuff and, like, probably closed off about her feelings about the whole thing and, like, probably didn't. If she didn't tell Joy, she probably didn't tell Piper. Yeah, I don't think she would have told Piper if she didn't join it now. Because I, despite the fact that her and Piper made up, I feel like her and Piper might still have some <laughs> unresolved issues. Like, would we say that she's closer to Joy than she is to Piper at this point? Other than that, like, potentially her and Piper would be living in the same place if it was the same Yeah, summer. I'd say she's closer to Joy. And who knows, maybe Piper was at some, like, music camp or something you know at some university i don't know all right well thank you what's her name thank you elizabeth uh stevenson for that question that might be our only question of the day because that we really went off All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening this week. If you want to check us out on social media, our Instagram is at Anubis Backwards Pod. Our Twitter is at Anubis Podcast. Our TikTok is at Anubis Backwards Pod. Check out our Redbubble and Tee Public shops for t-shirts and other fun things with our logo on it. Send in your voice memos. We def- like, we've only had a few people do it. Definitely send us your voice memos on our anchor page if you want to be featured in an episode. I think that covers everything. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week. Bye! Bye. Bye. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone there?